I love books and I, I can't, <laughs> I can't put a book out if I feel like we could have done more to, to improve it. And I, I, I want each story Never. to get to a stage where we, everyone who's involved with it can sit back yeah. and say, this was the best we could do. And that, that doesn't always mean it's perfect, right? Like yeah. the best we can do. This is the Crit RPG Pop Crawl, where we talk with all the publishers in the progression fantasy and lit RPG space. So, hi and welcome. The segment is called the Crit RPG Pop Crawl, which I think is very clever. I spent a lot of time on this. And <laughs> today with me is Brooke Aspton from portal books how are you doing yeah very good thanks did i butcher the name no no it's actually did pretty well a lot of people find it very hard aspden um yeah. it's got a d in there usually it's aspen like the mountains ah. but i don't know i think our family oh. were an offshoot from whoever owns those mountains back in the day okay well interesting <laughs> Uh, it's a tricky one it's 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 one of those things where every time i book a table at a restaurant i have to say that's aspen a-s-p-d-e-n oh yeah when i was in the states um i'm not gonna dox myself but my last name is very very difficult to pronounce for americans and so i always had to spell it out and by now i have it in my uh, in in the back of my mind like an auto play button that i can just like press <laughs> So. Yeah, I know. I do it almost on complete autopilot whenever I'm <laughs> booking something or talking to people, which is which is tricky. Oh, and it's even more difficult now because I'm married and we hyphenated. So now it's A-S-P-D-E-N-L-I. <laughs> L-I. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Uh, man. So we've already started a little bit of a history session here, you know, with the history of your name. But you're here as a representative of Portal Books. So how did your publishing house come to be? Okay, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've been interested in writing for a very long time. I'm originally from New Zealand, uh, <laughs> which is a long way from where I am now, which is in the UK. Um, but you know, I've been writing things and been interested in, in, in the art of writing and uh, all these things for a long time. And for ages, I was like, oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to you know, write a series. Um, and I never did until we moved to the UK and I took some time off from my job. I spent a few months writing a book and I decided it was awful. <laughs> and so I was sitting there going, what do I do with this awful book? Um, and I went to a writing group um, to meet other people who write and try and get some feedback. Mm -hmm. And I happened to meet another writer there, Taryn Mathru, who is a New York Times bestselling author in young adult fantasy. And I thought, amazing, I can pick his brains. I can find out things about writing. It'll be really exciting. So we formed a bit of a friendship. Uh, we were at, a, I think, a writing seminar, let's say, and we met another author um, who had done it a bit differently. Instead of being a traditionally published author, he was a self-published author. His name was uh, Michael Miller, and he was very successful with his own epic fantasy series that he had self-published on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And the three of us got to talking about the differences between traditional publishing and self-publishing and each of them have their own benefits right there is a lot to be said for doing it yourself and there's a lot to be said for the power that comes from a traditional publisher but there's also something you know that sits in the middle um, that can have the best of both uh, i think a lot of people want 
the help with the editing, the covers, the marketing, you know, all that kind of stuff, but they don't necessarily want to sell their souls for a very, very small percentage that you get with your traditional publishers and be one of, you know, hundreds or even thousands of authors um, and not get a lot of you know, attention from these, mm-hmm. you know, these big Goliath publishers. Um, so we were talking about you know, indie publishers and those ones that sit in the middle. And we thought, okay, well, this is a really cool space or something interesting, but we didn't really have anything that would make us different if we were going to start this publisher. So the idea was kind of dead in the water um, until someone reached out to Taryn and said, you know what, your book is uh, a little bit like a lit RPG. It's got progression in it. It's got you know levels and different things. And he was like, oh, what's lit RPG? And he oh. started reading it and he told me about it and Michael about it. We all started reading it. We were like, oh, this is interesting. This is this is different. This is something that you know we haven't seen before and that you know deals with the whole concept of magic and progression and this growth of power in a very different mm-hmm. way than traditional fantasy does it. Um, and we were looking at it and we're saying, wow, there's not any representation of this genre in traditional publishing and all of the self-publishing you know it looks like it hasn't had a lot of support you know in terms of if you were looking this was eight years ago now but if you were looking back then at covers at the level of um editing and things like that i mean there was russian translations that were being put on amazon that still had pages in russian um but they were still Uh uh, they were still selling really well and you know people were, were were looking to read these books um and so we said okay well if we're going to go into the space and we're going to do something different let's focus on helping people that are writing progression fantasy let's make that our niche let's make that the thing that we want to you know go after and help people with um and that's kind of you know where where we started and we started reaching out to a few authors and asking you know if they would want representation if they were looking for you know help with with marketing with covers and these kind of things and slowly and slowly we had people say, yeah, you know, I'd love to just focus on my writing and, and you know, not have to deal mm. with all this other stuff. Um, yeah, and we started to, to build a little bit of a portfolio. Eventually, we started getting, you know, submissions off, off the bat. And, uh, you know, now we do, as I say, about you know, one to two books a month. And we have a stable of kind of 20 to, to 30 authors. We're still very, very small, very niche. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how we came to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that being said, you have some really big hitters on your list, right? So what is something that people definitely might know? Oh, yes. So, I mean, in recent times, we were very lucky. I mean, the, the biggest book on our on our books definitely is the Azrin Thela series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So very lucky to be working with, with Rhaegar and really enjoying that process. Uh, we also have The Ripple System by Kyle Curran, which mm-hmm. is one of my personal favorites. I really like the ones that uh, with a strong humor streak, uh, which is very good. Yeah. And also we've started to expand a little bit into cultivation now as well. And we have the, the Jade Phoenix saga, which is another one which I personally edit, uh, which I which I really enjoy. That's by D.I. Freed, right? Yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, I mean, we are a lot smaller, but the reason is, it's mostly just me. So as, as I was saying before, you know, we started with Taryn and, and Michael and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the day-to-day is, is is now me. Michael has moved on because his own series has become very, very popular. He now writes a, a cultivation slash epic fantasy dragon rider series called uh, Songs of Chaos, 
Very, very good. He came to Portal Books as a self-published author. He already, he was teaching us a lot about, you know, how you put together, uh, you know, a self-published marketing campaign, you know, Mm -hmm. how you uh, work the Amazon algorithms and all these kind of things. So he was kind of the guru that taught us a lot on the, you know, that side of things. Um, And Taryn brought a lot of the traditional, you know, cover design and, you know, contacts from that traditional publishing space. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, he was one of those people and it's completely a valid path not everybody needs a publisher, right? If you Mm. are good at self-publishing, if you are good at pulling together marketing materials, you know, getting your book out in the right spaces, you know, if you have the funds to record an audio book to, you know, put enough money into a marketing campaign to get the book seen, you don't don't necessarily need a publisher. I'm not going to say, sit there and say that everybody should publish their book for us. That's definitely not true. Um, Mm. I think that it works for some people because it allows them to just focus on the writing and, you know, you have someone who's, an expert in the selling of the book and and, and those kind of things. Um, but for Michael, he's already an expert in lots of those places. So uh, yeah, he's he's off doing that. But uh, as I say, it's it's mostly just me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a full-time editor now and I have been for a number of years and I edit exclusively lit RPG. Um, so I, I edited um, Ezra and Taylor, I edited uh, The Ripple System, um, Jay Phoenix mm-hmm. Saga, you know, all of those books um, were edited by me. And that's I like to think that's what makes Portal Books different. We aren't uh, a publishing house that puts out a lot of books. We aren't focused on, you know, quantity, volume of books and, you know, trying to, you know, make as much sales as possible. What I want to do with Portal Books is make the best books possible. So every Mm -hmm. book that comes to us um, gets like a full developmental and structural edit. So most books that you see that are published by us are going to be significantly different than what was submitted to us originally. We really get stuck in and we work together with the authors to try and, uh, I guess, polish these books so that they they read as best as they possibly could. Um, if you've already got a book and you think, yeah, my book is perfect and it's it's been edited and polished just to the best, um, then we're usually not the publishing house for you because you know you might as well just mm-hmm. go with somebody who is able to pull together marketing materials and just you know really focused on the selling side what we try to do is work with crafting the best story and so working with authors to help them improve their skills and just you know make these books the best version of themselves and that takes a lot of time uh, a lot of my time um, and we do have a couple of editors that work with me now a lot of their time um, and so that means we can only take a you know a very small number of books so we, we try and cherry pick those books that we think have um, you know some I guess unrealized potential um, and try yeah. and turn that into you know, something really cool. And, you know, we were lucky enough to get Azarin Taylor for that exact reason. Uh, Rhaegar sent a few different publishers uh, a snippet of his book uh, and basically said, hey, edit, edit this and then, uh, you know, tell me what you think. Um, and out of that process, you know, he decided to, to, to work with us because, you know, he felt that we understood his story and, you know, where he wanted to take it and how he wanted to polish it up, you know, versus what's on Royal Road. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I've definitely heard on Reddit is that there is a big difference between the Royal Road version of Azarin Thieler and the published version. And it's usually a very positive positive feedback on that. So good job. I mean, that's music to my ears, right? I mean, right? I, it, it's a book. I mean, obviously, as a publisher, you want something to sell well. You want it to review mm-hmm. well. But I was sitting there reading the reviews just looking for the keyword of edits. You know, like, <laughs> do people think that this version is, you know, improved versus the Royal Road version? Because um, it's quite a delicate balance to keep the, you know, the voice and the essence and the, you know, the charisma of what made the original story 
popular while also polishing the technical writing you know giving you know more nuance to the descriptions and to the scene setting and to the characters um you know so it takes it takes a lot of work with both the editor and the author working together to to kind of turn that into something and i think i think we've really you know done something quite special um with those first couple of books and we're working working on book three at the moment and it is i think quite rewarding as, a, as an editor to take something like that that people love um and try to make it into something that's even better uh, yeah. which is pretty cool and, and yeah people seem to think that we that, that we did well and hopefully that will continue um, as the series goes because it's obviously millions of words that we'll have to get through over the next few years i forget that rigar writes like a machine <laughs> so many people yes. do that in lit rpg i'm one of the people who think that there's two different schools one is you push out a stuff ton of words and then just edit it down and the other camp is you write a little bit and then when you edit you add even more um i'm definitely in the second camp so my word count per hour is very low i have like 800 words per hour or something and i'm looking at you know a friend of mine old folks who was in a podcast yesterday and he he has like 2k per hour um he writes 8k to 10k a day and he improves a lot because he doesn't think about what he's writing he just writes and then goes back and edits but maybe that's a very good question so if i am an author right so let's say i just finished my book and I'm considering, hey, do I want to self-publish? Do I want to go? Do I want to go to Portal? Why would I want to get an editor? What's that stuff that you do? And there are several different styles of editing. So there's grammar edit, there's uh, the, the the prose edit, and there's the what's the last one called? Uh, you mean like a copy edit? Um, yeah, yeah. No, mm -hmm. you you're so, talking about developmental and structural edits. Exactly, exactly. Can ah, you yes. can you tell me more about those? Yeah, for sure. First and foremost, I think like I want to go back to your original point where you were talking about writing speeds. Mm -hmm. Don't ever compare yourself to other writers. We have successful writers at Portal Books who do everything from you know writing very very little every day to writing you know more than anybody else can write. Uh, everybody has their own style of writing, and it's definitely not about comparing yourself to others. It's about finding the the version that works for you. And mm -hmm. even when it comes to what I'm about to talk about, and that's the different types of edits the way that I work with every individual author is completely different. And uh, some of them will send me chapters at a time and be like, give me your feedback now. I want to make the changes straight away. Others will send me, you know, a book that's already 400,000 words long and be like, right, we need to cut this down to 200,000 and we'll work through that and improve that. And, and some will just send me a page full of bullet points being like, I've got some ideas. Let's talk. Um, and we'll brainstorm on a call for a while. So, you know, everybody works differently. And even if your style feels very, very different to everyone else you talk to, it's not wrong. It's just your way of, you know, being creative. So I think a lot of new authors beat themselves up and say, I'm not like X. I don't do Y. A lot of people focus on word count per hour or they focus on, you know, the amount of edits they're able to get through in a day mm -hmm. or the amount of books they're able to put out for a year none of that is important as long as you find what works for you and what helps you to you know create a story now when it comes to creating a story there are lots of different stages in terms of in terms of edits and i think different publishing houses have different focuses in terms of you know where they focus their attention i think most traditional publishers and a lot of indies as well they more focus on the kind of uh, grammatical which would be copy editing and proofing stage so a, a mm -hmm. copy editor will generally look through your book and say okay 
your sentence structure is it could it be better have you repeated a certain word a lot so you've used a certain adjective like impacted you've used it uh, you know a thousand times in the manuscript and you could use you know smashed or you could use um you know different adjectives and so they try and make it they try and make it uh, i guess read better but they'll also Mm -hmm. pick up you know grammatical mistakes they'll pick up typos uh, they'll look for consistency areas like was it sunset when you started the scene and now you say that it's um Um, Mm mid-afternoon you know to pick up things like that so they'll they'll do a relatively deep read and they'll come up with um things that help the book read better but they won't tell you hey this plot point doesn't make sense or this character doesn't you know pop as they should or you know you you need to breathe the scene after this intense scene um they'll just really focus on that and then a a proofreader won't even do that they'll just focus on looking for are there typos are there grammatical mistakes that's Mm -hmm. kind of the 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 copy editor and and everybody has a different definition right like i've talked to lots of different copy editors and proofers who define it in different ways that's kind of how i see it in my in my own head not being a professional copy editor or proofer i hire these people so they might come and tell me that i'm completely wrong in my assessment but that's that's where i am with that what i focus on and what i do and i do if i see a typo i will try and fix it and if i see something um, that looks wrong from a sentence structure point of view i will try and fix it but from a developmental and structural point of view i read through and i say look you know this character they're not really doing a lot for the plot they you know they don't have a lot of lines um you know they're not particularly likable i think we should you know we should cut this character or um you know hey you've had a really intense battle scene it was really good and it was really emotional and then you've gone straight on to you know a kidnapping scene you need to have a breather mm-hmm. with the, you know the characters talk to each other and they decompress and, they, and these Ooh. kind of things or you know yeah. the pacing is too slow you've had too many restaurant scenes where everyone just you know shoots the breeze and talks um and you know there hasn't been a fight for you know five chapters it's about talking about structurally how the story is put together um and it's also about talking to authors and saying you know hey look you do this a lot you tend to head hop between lots of different characters um you know too much you've got too many points of view in -hmm. your books you know maybe try and work on having just a few key threads um developmental means you know, every author has things that they can improve on to make their writing better. You know, some people don't know how to use a comma. Some people, you know, are just packing adjectives into a sentence. Some people are, uh-huh. uh, you know, they'll describe a scene and all they'll focus on is the main character. And we don't know what the house looks like. We don't know what the other characters in the scene look like because mm-hmm. they're just focusing on the action. Um, and those books are all going to still be amazing books, but those little pieces of developmental work um, can help the author's next book be a lot better so mm-hmm. what i focus on is trying to say okay here's what you're good at here's where you can improve and the same thing for the story so it's it's both mm-hmm. about I, I tend to think of structural editing as being about the story and developmental editing to be a little bit about more about the author and you know what they can do to you know kind of hone their craft and improve but mm-hmm. that's where myself as an editor and also where portal books tends to really focus in on and try and make that our competitive advantage which is the you know the developmental and structural editing mm-hmm. and i think probably any other publisher if you ask them they'll hire somebody to do that or they might have even somebody in-house that can do that um but it doesn't tend to be a focus for a lot of other publishers they tend to kind of do you know an edit a copy edit a proofread you know get it out in a month um mm-hmm. and you know it goes fast because publishing is a fast industry and it makes sense to publish things fast to keep that momentum Portal Books does things a little bit more slowly, which again means if you if you want to get your book out next month, we might not be for you. But we try and really, you know, take the time. And I do think that good things take time. So take the time to make those books 
the best they can be every author treats their book like their baby right and i guess we want to try and help them raise it right yeah so you're saying you're to blame that i don't have my uh, ripple system 5 on my desk already i mean partially yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was i was um talking to carl this morning and uh, yeah definitely can definitely can can see can see where you're coming from there that, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good example, cool. right? Because mm-hmm. that's something that came across my desk and I was really excited by the idea, you know, and I said to Kyle, I think that this is really great and we want to pick it up. But if you're going to sign with us, I want to make some substantial changes to the to the story because, you know, originally that, that first book of the Bristol System, Slade Singer, it finished when he got his guns. Like Wait, that, was, that was, the, the book finished there. The, the whole uh you know arc that happens in the in the black sands was something we added you know after the submission because i was like oh. well this doesn't feel like the end of the story when he gets his guns this feels like the the second act to me mm-hmm. um so we sat down and we brainstormed and we you know we pulled together uh essentially that entire uh, a third act um you know because that was when it felt like it was you know it had reached its full potential and was a a fully rounded story um so yeah sometimes it does take a lot of work and sometimes we will we will edit back and forth for for six months on a novel which i think is you know not probably standard in the indie space Uh, a lot of indies move a lot faster than us but i love books and i i can't (laughs) i can't put a book out if i feel like we could have done more to to improve it and i i want each story to get to a stage where everyone who's involved with it can sit back and say this was the best we could do. And that, that doesn't always mean it's perfect, right? Like <laughs> yeah. the best we can do doesn't mean perfect, but it means, yeah. you know, the best we can do. And, and that's something you can be proud yeah. of. I mean, never work with me because we would build, <laughs> build this echo chamber and we would work until the heat death of the universe. And then like two <laughs> seconds before we were like, yes, this is it. And then like singed by the sun, we would like push the paper out the door and everything would incinerate. Um, but I can, I can see where you're coming from totally. Uh, yeah, so... Wow, we've already been at this for 37 minutes. Holy cow. Sorry, I'm really good at talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. It's fascinating. I mean, I invited you here to give people an insight into who you are, what you do. And I think we've been getting that. So, and I mean, it's positively very much so. So all the stuff about editing and how to do solutions and all this other stuff is fascinating if you're an author. And this segment or this mini-series um, the pub crawl is as much about giving the publishers a voice as it is for authors to kind of understand how the process works, what the differences with the different publishers are. So yeah, great. Thank you for the detailed answers so far. And talking a little bit more about editing and all that sort of stuff or this entire area, what's something that you wish authors would know more in general yeah this is a question i was quite excited about when i was uh, thinking about this this podcast um i think there's a lot of common mistakes that that new authors make and i think the number one one which probably is going to be a surprise to a lot of people is knowing how to write a plot summary Uh, Mm -hmm. when you submit your work to a publisher it's very rare that the person who's making the decision is going to be able to read the entire novel front to back. 
uh, Portal Books and I think a number of other different people will have submission reviewers who will read the manuscript. Uh, I think Portal Books does quite in-depth uh, reviews, but you know some will only read the first couple of chapters and decide, yeah, no, it's not for us. Um, but usually we'll have our submission viewer re review the entire thing um, and come back to us with a, with a report and they'll give us you know pluses and minuses. But I'm not going to have read necessarily the entire story. But if you can give me a plot summary that hits on the, you know, the main important points of your story. This is not like you trying to write a blurb. This is not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the thing that you read on the back of a paperback novel that's trying to sell the readers on, you know, reading the book. Because a lot of the time in a blurb, you're trying to not reveal too much about the story and you're trying to, you know, get people intrigued. That's not what you're trying to do with a publisher. What you're trying to do with a publisher is show that you have crafted a story that works. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, a first act, second act, third act, a great climax, a cool twist, a, you know, a really, you know, fleshed out world. Um, and if you can write a solid plot summary that draws me in and it's a, you know, a page or two long, then I'm definitely going to read that because I read all the supporting materials that come with all of our submissions. Mm -hmm. Because if I see something that's really interesting to me and I'm like, wow, that's a really cool <laughs> idea. Well, that's a really cool plot thread then I might pick up the novel and read a lot more of it to kind of be like, oh, yeah. this is one that I'm you know, quite interested in. So when the submission reviewer sends a submission back, I'm like, oh, I'm going to read a few chapters of this or maybe I'm going to read the whole thing um, because they've caught my attention. But most of the time what we get is we get a five sentence blurb that says, you know, in the beginning there was magic and the chosen one found a glowing sword and it gave him plus 100 attack. And then the demons came and that's like the end of the, of the summary right we say on our submissions page you know please provide a plot summary uh, and most people assume that that means you know what they read mm -hmm. on the back of a book and and that's not the case and so i think if you're looking to draw in a publisher do hone that skill of writing a good plot summary um to let us you know know what the key elements of your book are because we might not know from reading the blurb that you had a living dungeon in your book and you had you know a whole bunch of you know base building or you know that um the concept of crafting was really you know important mm -hmm. to your novel because all you did was kind of give us a blurb that talks about your main character's journey and you know what makes them special or you know talks about the you know the apocalypse and you know why the system has landed um that, that's those elements are you know can be very commercial um yeah. and so sometimes you know we might sit up and go oh this is a crafting book why didn't you know i didn't realize that and then now i'm yeah. interested or suddenly it's a cozy fantasy i totally get you I think sometimes authors have an issue with taking a step back and reducing their story to its most elemental parts because they're so invested in it. So, for example, yes. if I'm looking at, I don't know, Ripple System, because it's it comes to mind. In the end, it's a story about a man finding friendship, but there's also, there's it's it's this glorious, exuberant, praise for everything that MMORPGs can be if they were to be played right. That's the blurb. That's the cover, right? But then yep. inside of it, you have different little elements. So you got friendship. You got kind of maybe a little bit of romance. You got um, a quirky side. You get lots of quirky side characters, actually. Um, levels, up, levels up, powers, really interesting progression system that doesn't make your main character overpowered the entire time but still gives you a good power spiral and let's be honest here the main character is overpowered because he outlevels everyone but uh, the cool thing is kyle somehow makes it seem perhaps with your help that he's never 
quite safe, even though he's like 10 levels above everyone else. I think that's a really cool skill to have. So yeah, guys, listen up. Plot summaries, they're more than just the blurb. You can imagine me, like the noted emoji, leaning over my <laughs> notepad, like writing stuff down. So thanks so much, Brook. It's very helpful. Um, no worries. I think actually we are at the end of the show already. We are we're at, at about 30 minutes. Oh, wow. That yeah. went by very quickly. Very quickly, indeed. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to let listeners know, both authors and readers? I think the thing that I would say is, you know, look, Portal Books, uh, I started it with a couple of friends. I'm not any different to anybody who's listening to this podcast. My editing experience is, is you know, purely self-taught from friends and from other authors who I respect. Um, you know, I've been doing it for a number of years and I've mm -hmm. made a career out of it. You know, publishers are not some big, scary corporate entity, at least some aren't. So don't be afraid to, to reach out, to ask questions, to submit your stories. And if you are thinking about submitting, please share it with your friends first or share it online or go to a writing group, get some feedback on it. Um, because most people, if they s submit their first story and it's completely raw format, they're going to get a rejection and it's going to potentially knock their confidence. And that's mm -hmm. really, really hard, but you know, work on it, work with other people. I know it's hard to show your writing to other people, but, but do that and then come and share it with, you know, someone like us. Um, we're not scary. We don't bite. And worst case scenario, you get a couple of paragraphs of feedback on what does work and what doesn't work about yeah. your story. Just go out and learn more about publishing. If you want to be an author, learn how the, the system works because it seems confusing, but it's really not. And yeah, there's a lot of people out there to, to help you. The one thing I would especially want to highlight is that people on Royal Road often don't take advantage of Royal Road. It's the same mistake that people sometimes make with early access games. They just put their stuff out there and whenever some, someone critiques them, they're bad and they don't know what they're doing. But with Royal Road, your readers, if you reach a critical mass of maybe 100, maybe 150 readers or followers, they start to build a hive mind of sorts. And if you average people's opinion you can then take that and improve your own writing. Most people don't do that, but you will see that every single successful author did that. They encourage feedback, and then later on they get to a point where actually people pay them to be on their Patreon to read their stuff sooner and give feedback even sooner. So Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, You can tell when something is submitted that it hasn't been shown to anyone. You can, you can just tell from reading it, hey, look, n nobody has fed back on this before. Um, and I don't think I've ever accepted a submission where it was clear that it hadn't been read by anybody. Even if it's just your wife or your husband or your you know, grandma or your mom, your dad, you know, somebody share your writing with them. Even if they don't get progression fantasy, even if they're you know, just not even a reader, get Especially. somebody to give you some feedback because it'll just make you think differently. It might not even be good feedback, but it'll make you think about a part of your story you can't read your story enough times that you'll get fresh ideas, right? Your brain only yeah. works the way that it works. So you need other brains in the process. I mean, and that's kind of the reason why, you know, we yes. have portal books and that authors still publish through us because mm -hmm. they could go off and self-publish if they wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. Carl's, mm -hmm. you know, successful enough, Rhaegar's successful enough, but 
having somebody to talk to about your book can really help. And that's what we're here for. And that's what hopefully your friends and Royal Road and, you know, places like that are there for. So utilize those resources. If it's not us, someone else, because it'll help you in your writing journey. Absolutely. Uh, I could talk about feedback so much, especially how to handle bad feedback, because if someone gives you a bad comment on chapter 46 of your story, they have read to chapter 46 and they just don't know exactly what to say or how to convey the frustration with the story. So if you engage with them in a positive way, you know, do some stoicism, understand that everyone comes from a good place and then engage them in a conversation that's completely ego-free, you will learn something, I guarantee it. Anywho, yeah. well, this has been going on for a long time now and we're talking about stoicism <laughs> again. So thank you very much for listening. I hope this has been a good outlook for you to understand who portal books is what they do and if people want to find you where can they find you just go to www.portal-books.com there's a dash in the middle because we couldn't get portal books as one word when we made the domain years mm -hmm. ago um, but yeah you go there there's all the information about what we do you know we do covers we do marketing we record audio we do the whole shebang. If you publish with us, you don't have to do anything yourself. You don't have to pay anything. Um, and it's, you know, it's a royalty share system. Um, but that's all the the T's and C's and the, the annoying technical stuff. If people have questions about that side, they're more than welcome to email me. Um, cool. There's a contact us form on the website. Um, and I yeah. respond to all of those emails. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And I'll see you later. Alrighty, bye-bye.